Welcome back, loved ones. I'm your host, Shay Love, and you are listening to the fifth episode of Passion Week, including daily scripture and devotional readings about the Lord Jesus and his final week on his journey to the cross as we focus and prepare our hearts for Easter, Resurrection Sunday. Today, I will be reading for you from the book of John, chapter 15, verses 18 through 25, and John, chapter 17, followed by a devotional reading from the book, Knowing Him, Devotional Readings for the Easter Season by Mel Lawrence. The World's Hatred If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen and also hated both me and my father. But this happened that the word might be fulfilled, which is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. John chapter 17, Jesus prays for himself. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son might also glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Jesus prays for his disciples. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you have given me. 
and they have received them and have known surely that I came forth from you. And they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me. For they are yours, and all mine are yours, and yours are mine. And I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. Jesus prays for all believers. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me wherever I am, that they may behold my glory, which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you sent me. And I have declared to them your name and will declare it, that the love which you loved me may be in them and I in them. Is there a way for our sin to be taken away? The next day, 
John saw Jesus coming toward him said, and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him. But the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain in him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, The man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. John 1, 29 through 34. Back at the beginning, before Jesus had even called his first disciples, there was a moment of revelation. A wild-looking prophet named John, who was baptizing people in the Jordan River and preaching about God reigning as king, encountered Jesus of Nazareth. He looked at Jesus, who was John's own cousin, and God opened John's eyes to see that this was the one he had been prophesying about. Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world is what John said. What he meant was, look, there is our salvation. There is the one whom all the sacrifices of the Old Testament are pointing to. God has promised to take away our sin, and now that is becoming a reality. The dilemma all of us face is this. What can we do with all of the mistakes, the transgressions, the shortcomings, and the sins we commit? What does God make of us? Is it really possible that God is willing to forgive? God doesn't merely forgive sinners. He takes away our sin. His forgiveness is so powerful, so complete, that it is appropriate to believe our sin has been taken away. And the sign that God has really done this is that Jesus, like a sacrificial lamb, took our sin upon himself and carried it away. Words to ponder. Question. What makes it hard for us to believe Jesus has taken away our sin? Is it because sometimes we hold on to it? And if so, for what reason do we do this? Heavenly Father, Abba Father, thank you, Lord, that you sent Jesus, the Lamb of God, your Lamb of God, to take away our sin. I receive him today. Amen.